Christmas in November, dude? Really? I mean, what am I going to put up a fucking turkey in the living room? Like, <laughs> it, it's already it. cold outside. I might, might as well put up the tree. Thanksgiving's the dumbest holiday anyway. Like, nobody actually likes turkey. Uh, the, the football games are always trash. It's always the Lions. It's always the Cowboys. And it's always like a really crappy 8 o'clock game. People really don't want to talk about politics at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thanksgiving's just stupid. It's an overrated holiday. It, it's helpful that it's on a Thursday because then you get like a decent little weekend, but it doesn't work for people like me in retail who have to work on that Friday anyway. So, or me and it's my, a, in the airline industry, people still. Oh, yeah. Everybody's flying on that week. Yeah. We're, I don't know. You should be anti Thanksgiving. I don't know why you're not on my side. I am anti Thanksgiving. I don't. Oh, you are. Oh, I thought you were against us putting the tree up. Oh, the tree. Yes. The Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. but. Oh, so they're not they're they're independent of each other then? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like, you know, Halloween. Like people put Christmas tree right before Halloween. I'm like, all right. The Halloween pass, then you can do whatever you want. But then Well, we took the we took the Halloween down Halloween stuff down on Halloween and started because it was a Sunday, <laughs> so we started putting on the Christmas stuff. Our front window is all decorated already. Did I just hear that correctly? You put down your Halloween stuff on Halloween? Well, we didn't put down the Halloween stuff. We didn't get it euthanized. We got it. We took down the Halloween stuff. <laughs> on Halloween. Yeah, I mean, it, we got like very little no, trick-or-treaters anyway. Ah. It was a Sunday. I mean, we weren't going to wait an extra week. True. I mean, got to <laughs> Betty doesn't like that. See, Betty's on know, my side. Else. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, great. He woke up the puppy. Oh, Jesus. Well, I think we should go right into the rundown. <laughs> yeah, Turnpot is brought to you free by the fine folks at Anchor. On today's episode, a big old bag of mail, numerous mailbag questions, and one really good thought-provoking one. Uh, Joel was at the Sixers game last night. Woo! We got his first-hand oh, yeah. review on the game. Uh, Thursday night football was an abortion of a football game, but we're going to review it anyway. <laughs> we'll give you our week 10 picks. And instead of a top five, we're doing a top 10 this week, top 10 sports movies. First, here's what we had to say about Anchor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the PA Turn Pod. I'm Rob, joined by a man who was prepared to complete 85% of his passes on Sunday against the Eagles defense, Joel. What's How are up? you? What's up? I am pretty good. My left arm, because I am a lefty out here, you know, in these streets. I am warmed up, ready to throw for 88%, by the way. Okay. If Syriana needs me, I will be. And if Minshew Mania doesn't turn out, put me on a private jet. Lori sends a private jet, the global and uh, I'll be there <laughs> and in Denver, but I'll be in Philadelphia Sunday because I think uh, Hertz and Minshew Mania can combine, can at least put up a fight. But I'm doing well. I, I hope so. How about you tonight? Doing all right. I got the dogs with me. One is uh, one has been kicked out of the room. The other one is in the room. And is the one that's uh, kicked out the one letting us know he's being yes. kicked out? Yes, Benny will be contributing today more than usual. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I guess before we jump into anything, we got a bunch of mailbags. I know. Um, all right. I have two. I have I have three, and then I have one that was sent to me by a text message. Ooh, all right. Um, first one here. Uh, besides winning a championship, which huh. Philly sports moments are most memorable, memorable for you and why? Besides championships, right? So I guess aside from the 08 World Series and the Super Bowl 52. Oh, I got one. I got one clean. Fourth and 26. What is it? Fourth and 26. <laughs> Freddie Mitchell. They, yeah, they won that game too, didn't they? Far through interception in overtime. 
as that, he's always prone to do. It was an egregious interception, too, for what it's worth. I don't remember, but I remember it being, I think it was raining that day, that night. And it was like an impossible defeat. I'll look at Hazel. If you know, she's very quiet. She looks like a doll, actually. Um, yeah, from what I remember, it was like fourth and twenty-six. They need a miracle. Da, da, da. Like it was basically yeah. it's over. This game is done set. And then all of a sudden, here's Freddie Mitchell at the fourth and twenty-six and a half. Yeah, Fred X, the only highlight of his career, aside <laughs> from being drafted. <laughs> I um, love the hair at the end. Just let it go like a fro. But that was yeah. a good one for me. People's champ, the original people's champ. Um, I don't remember the Doc Holiday no hitter. I don't, I don't remember it. So Holiday's perfect game was tainted for me because oh. it was the same night as the Flyers played the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup and they lost that game. So I was flipping back and forth between the two. So Holiday threw the perfect game in my and uh, yeah, it was in Miami. And um and meanwhile on NBC, the Flyers are getting their their butts kicked by the Blackhawks. I think for me. Uh, I don't even know. I guess the Harper Grand Slam was pretty cool a couple of years ago. Um, Ryan Howard, like the entire 2006 season was cool. He had, I think he had 58 home runs, like 140 RBIs. Um, for me, I think it's going to be the Jimmy Rollins double that we talked about last episode. Mm. I was at that game, and that was the loudest I think that ballpark has ever been. Uh, I would beg to differ on that one. Got really? into the World Series when they won it. Uh, it was very cold when they <laughs> won the World Series. It wasn't that's as true. cold when Rollins doubled off Brockston. Actually, that's true. <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> also, the for, the, uh, the Matt Stairs home run, too, was pretty cool. Um, it wasn't in Philly, so it wasn't as cool, but the Matt Stairs home run off Broxton in L.A. was pretty sweet because that pretty much signified that series was over. That and, um, I think, Dobbins? I forget. Dobbins. It was like a utility guy. Comes off the bench and literally cranks one out the ballpark in LA. I, was like, oh. I know Victorino hit one. Um, the flying Hawaiian. Trying to think of who else hit one. Uh, ben Francisco hit one a couple of years later in St. Louis. Ben Francisco, here's a fun trivia question for you. He's got the most recent Phillies postseason home run. That was in 2011. So Jesus. take a bad turn there. Um, <laughs> Let's steer, steer clear of that. And then another one here. Did you guys play sports as young kids? If so, share your favorite memory. Uh, I didn't play for a sports team per mm. se, like a club or anything, but I did play in the streets, neighborhoods, stuff. Oh, that's all in two and touch, a couple, you know, sandlot games here and that there. That counts. Um, but what was the question? Like, have we played them? Uh, have you played sports when you were younger? What are your favorite like memories? Uh, but, uh, favorite memory, definitely basketball wise, because we had, it was like a crate. <laughs> Like uh, nailed onto a, a light post, yeah, wooden light post, and I think it was a three pointer, but whatever, it's far enough that I shot it, and next thing you know, your boy makes it in, sinks the winning shot. Oh, and then for two hand touch, it was like we're down six points, so we don't do touchdown, we don't do point afters, but our dumbass is like, if we get a touchdown, why don't we just do it seven? But we're thinking like we'll do six. And either we keep it at six or we go for two. And, you know, that's it. But we never went for two. Anyway, down six. I'm scrambling for my life. And I just threw it to my boy, Jesus. I just, like, farved it. I just, it's, fuck it. Someone's down there. Threw it. All I see is literally him j- leaping over six guys. 
catches it at his highest point, comes down with the ball in Pater, won the game. I ran around like Jake DeLome slash Jake, uh, Brett Favre with my hands in the air. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> I was in my mind, I was thinking Berman's doing a two minute warning highlight for this one. The song, everything. <laughs> I was like going crazy. So that was my. Uh... Him and Tom Jackson. Yeah. I wish I could hit a home run. That would have been sweet. I did hit a, yeah, a my... double in a kickball. Uh, I didn't count. I guess I kicked it. But uh, it was a, a nice double. Um, Throw it over his see. head. I'm trying to think. I guess my favorite memory is I hit a buzzer beater once Ooh. in a summer basketball league at Jardell. It was like a Sunday morning league. Um, I hit a buzzer beater in that league once. It was a three pointer from the right. Um, Did you do the like classic, elbow. Uh, mellow. It tied the, the game, so I didn't really. I'm, it was like six. I, I tried to explain <laughs> to the person inbounding the ball that if they rolled it and I didn't touch it, then the, the clock wouldn't start. Yeah, huh. but they tried to pass it to me like normal, so I just had to like shield the other person from the ball while it rolled, and then I picked it up, took like one dribble, and then just heaved it from like five feet behind the the three point line, and that tied it. And we went to overtime. Um, so you're saying you were Curry before Curry? Uh, yeah, let's go with that. There you go. Um, and then I have three home runs in my life. One as a freshman in high school at. Um, against Benjamin Rush, then a sophomore in high school against Roxborough High, high School, uh-huh. and then in fall ball against uh, Chestnut Hills Legion team. Um, so those, those are, I guess, my favorite memories. And I pitched a shutout that fall, too. Probably the last yeah. time I pitched, like, effectively. How many strikeouts? Uh, probably not that many. I don't remember too much. But I think we mercy ruled them, so it was like a five-inning game. But they didn't score. Usually I walk everybody and hit everybody and give up home runs. So... <laughs> um, ah, dope, dope. We have two more mailbags. One of them is a little bit more fun. The other one's more thought provoking. Uh, okay. Uh, this one is a little bit more fun. Who are your guys' favorite athletes, current or past? Hmm. Uh, favorite athlete, current or past? So for this, I took one current and one retired for the three main sports. I'm gonna go with one and one because there's just so many to choose from. You can go first as I mull over. All right. So for basketball, my favorite retired player is Grant Hill. Okay. Um, favorite current player, I guess if you don't count Joel Embiid, is Mike Conley. Mike Conley? Yeah. I thought it would be uh, George Niang. Yeah, well, I mean, he's getting there. <laughs> he's too hand. I'm more, like, jealous of him. You have a crush? Look at you, uh, blushing. Uh, he's a good... <laughs> Blushed over here. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> um... uh, baseball... Uh-huh. I don't really know if I have a retired player that I like. I guess Ryan Howard. Derek. Uh, Pedro Martinez, probably favorite retired baseball player. Favorite current one is still um, Eric Hosmer. And then football, Michael Vick, retired. And uh, current player, probably Leonard Fournette. How about you? Uh, for me, I'm going to count MMA. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Uh, favorite fighter. Or favorite, you know, I'll do MMA as a standalone, but favorite fighter. I have a favorite MMA fighter too, actually. Yeah, go for it. Which one's yours? Uh, Frank Mir. Ah, that's a good one. That's a real I loved one. him. Yeah. Sucks that he lost to like Brock that one the second time. He did beat him the first. He tapped him though the first time. Yeah, the first time. And then he got his ass destroyed. Yeah, then he got then he gushed blood everywhere the second time. That was just hatred by Brock. Yeah, that's um, when I was like really into it. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the peak of uh madness going on there. <laughs> Um, favorite, uh, what you call it? Ah, favorite UFC fighter. 
would be a tie. It's either Conor McGregor and New Jersey's own Frankie Edgar. I love that mm. man. But he's about to retire, so I might just put McGregor current and then okay. Frankie close to retiring. But is McGregor still like active? He's aside active. from like active on Twitter. Yeah, right. He's active, but mm-hmm. it's like he does money fights now. Like yeah. big fights. Plus he's figured. recovering from a nasty ankle injury. I don't know if you saw his last fight, but... Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so he's recovering. But that's from MMA side. From MMA side, uh, favorite retired athlete would be Allen Iverson. Okay. That's just goatness. No, current, no issue there. And the current one would be... I do like Maxi a lot. And Embiid. <laughs> but uh, it would go with soccer. It would be uh, Lionel Messi. He plays, okay. he plays now for Paris Saint-Germain. Paris team. But he was along uh, Barcelona player Legendary. i was um my uh my my barber is like very into um to soccer and his favorite player is messi and i was getting my hair cut the week that messi was like leaving and he was like beside himself yeah that was pretty he tried cool. explaining it to me i don't really i didn't really get it i tried to like uh, compare it to like it's north american sports and like the only thing like, i could think of is when like brady left the pats nah, uh, yeah but brady it was different circumstances pats. Uh, Montana, right? Was it Montana? Montana left and went to the uh, the Chiefs, right? Yeah, but it's more so like it was more Brady, money, right? It's more money and stuff, and politics and stuff with the sports mm-hmm. and stuff. Lading it along with the owner, but it's more like what you said, Brady and the Pats, because Brady's always been with the Pats. Yeah, leaves and is finding success elsewhere. Oh, is, is Messi playing well for this new team, or is the season not started yet? Oh, the season started. I Has haven't it? looked. I haven't looked too much into it, but he's one of the best players in the world. So I would assume he's a he's accustomed. He's getting yeah. accustomed to it, but it's a different style of play and everything like that. But what I'll league leave. is he in now? He's in the, the French league. Okay, I, I don't know the exact name of the league, but he's in France now. He gotcha. used to be in Spain. Okay, but uh, yeah, it'd be Lionel Messi is the current, and Allen Iverson retired. To answer that uh, fans question, I'm with that. And then we have one more that um, I'm actually gonna save this one until after the uh your your review of last night's game. So <laughs> I think it's it's a little bit more negative, and I want to go more positive because it's like you had a really good time. Right. Um, Sixers lost last night against Toronto, but it was a a fun game. Yeah, I'll let you kind of take this away because you were there. I didn't <laughs> see a ton of it. I I saw literally. I actually didn't see any of it. I I heard the last two minutes on the radio when I left work, but I didn't see any of the game. So if you want to just fill us in. TBH, the last two minutes of the game were like the most exciting yeah. two minutes of the game. <laughs> because it was pretty good. It was electric. You know, I was at the Wells Fargo. I was at the center, apparently they call it. Not the Wells Fargo Center. It's the center. Um, yeah. I was at the center. Center court, basically, I guess. Like midfield, if it was football terms. So I was, And I was in camera angle. So if you were watching it on TV, I was basically, that's my view. <laughs> at the very top. Um, I don't know, man. What's going on in Philly? It sounds like it was like I felt like I was in LA. The game starts, the place was like half empty. By halftime, the place started filling up, and then by the mid third quarter, it was packed. I'm like, what's going on here? People just show up. Second half of the basketball game, I'm like, what's going on? I don't get it. But it was a good game, fun game. I was there fortunate enough early enough to see the, the warm up and shooting, dude. I looked at my my boys. I was like. Fred Van Vliet is going to have a monster game. He is not missing at all. And they're doing scrimmages in practice. Like, he is 
launching these threes from well beyond the arc and foreshadowing what happened at the end of the game. But uh, no Embiid. Curry did play. That was surprising because he was day-to-day. Tobias Harris got a nice pop. Maxi was Maxie's wonderful. But he's... I have, This is my first Sixers game watching, by the way. So you might might uh, help me out here. Is Maxi a liability on defense? I don't think he's a liability on defense. Because he, um, he tends to jump on one fake. Like one pump fake, he's in the air, yeah. gone. And then now he's just chasing at that yeah, point. Yeah, overzealous would be a good word to use for him, I think. There you go. He, he's not... So when I watch him, and we mentioned this on the third episode with the Groat, he's not like refined at all. Like he looks like a player kind of playing out of control sometimes. Yeah. And in fairness, Thibault kind of does the same thing a lot where any pump pick, he he jumps. That's what cost them. Well, it's not the only reason they lost, but that's kind of what ultimately did them in in game seven is him, you know, jumping on a pump fake. Maxie, I think is just very aggressive um, offensively and defensively. He, like when you watch him, he doesn't look like he's very refined. He's just like a player playing out of control. And yeah. at times he, he can certainly look like that, but he played well. Um what was it a week and a half ago when they played the Bulls, the Hawks, and the Knicks. who was was it the Knicks or the Bucks? It was whoever it was. They beat no, it was the Blazers because he was on Lillard the one game. He was on um, Levine the other that uh, another game, and then he took on uh, Trey Young and held Trey to like five of fifteen or something like that. So he, he he's been decent. He's just a little small. Well, these two guards. Vliet and Maxi were covering each other. Oof. They could not cover each other. They got yeah, off. Van, Van all Vliet's pretty good. Dude, he played the majority of the game. Like, he didn't get out until close to halftime. That's when he got out. He got subbed out for the first time. He played, and you saw the scoreboard. He led in points, rebounds, and assists up to halftime for his team. And the, and the leading scorer in the game was like about 16, I think, at that point. Yeah. But Maxi warmed up by the second half. He was on fire. He was cooking. He goes to the paint. He does those floaters. It's pretty nice when he leaves his hand. Um, it was fun. Tobias Harris got a nice pop. I didn't like him shooting threes. He's apparently a streaky shooter when it comes to that. But He's very, um, very streaky. But when he had the ball, he can get his own shot off, which I like. Cork Moss got a nice pop. <laughs> Nothing better than seeing a three-point shot in person. Yeah. And it lands all net. And as you mentioned it prior, momentum three is way better too. Like yeah. that's why you you could feel the swing of the game turning. Yeah, um, before we started, I said momentum threes and blocks in person are more exciting than dunks sometimes. <laughs> Depending on the context, of course. Alley oops are cool, it's transition, like yeah. dunking on somebody. Like when Thibel threw one down in the playoffs last year at his alley oop in game one this year, then you know, those are fun. But you know, blocking somebody at the rim, um, like I went and beat blocks Siakam in the game I was at a few years ago, yeah. playoff game. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> and it's nice to have guys on a team like Korkmaz and Yang, where the mm-hmm. ball goes up and you think it's gonna go in. That's like the fun part about Curry too. And like when Reddick was here, for so long it was like anybody that took a three, you just expected it to miss. Those <laughs> yeah. guys you almost expected to go in. Speaking of those like three point shots, Curry is flush, just like his He's brother. Great. Like he makes the three, it doesn't hit rim, doesn't hit the backboard, no friendly roll. It's a all netter or not miss or not hitting it. That's and you it. know when it leaves his hands, whether it's going in or not. Yeah, it um, was kind of the same with Raddick when he was here. Yeah, it was Redick just was, like you could you could just tell. He's more momentum threes. Like he'll mm-hmm. pull up in transition and go for the three. Yeah. Um, 
Korkmaz catching shooter in the corner. He had a, like a nice friendly roll. Like it literally mm-hmm. bounced off the rim in the air, taps the backboard, does one of those circle jerks around <laughs> the rim, and then goes in. I'm like, we're just living up up at the nosebleeds, just having a ball. <laughs> the um... thinking like he missed clearly and drummed oh, yeah, block. Yeah, oh, beautiful. But he's great. The refs called, you know, I guess a foul. All ball. It was almost like the DeRozan shot that Embiid blocked last week. That one was challenged oh. too last night. I think I got in the car. To yeah, come it was home right around the time they were challenging that because we were living. The place raining yeah. booze. It felt like Redacted came on the court. <laughs> and speaking of that, the opening promos, like the walk. He's, he's not in them, right? He is. Oh, he is. You see him like in the montage, mm-hmm. very vaguely see a twenty-five or like for a second you see him like a nice dunk and then pan to the yeah. camera and then immediately, and it's so loud in there. Mm-hmm. You can't even hear a boo unless you're like around people. You hear boos, yeah. but for the most part, you see a little bit of Ben Simmons, but very little. You don't he, see him prominent for like more than two seconds. The thing with um, it, you, you might have noticed during the commercial breaks and stuff, and during halftime, on the on the screen when they're not showing people dancing and stuff, and it just says like on the screen it'll be like you're Sixers, and it's like pictures of the players. It's like uh-huh. Maxi and Bede and Harris. It's not him. They didn't have that one. Yeah, well, it. It was During, military well, appreciation night too, so it was uh, true. So it probably just showed that on the screen. Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah. 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 When we went opening night, it would be like, "Welcome back," or like, "Here they come," or whatever. It would be a picture of like Maxi Curry, and Bead, Harris, like all these guys, but it wouldn't be redacted. Um, one more thing on Corkmaz. Corkmaz has this amazing ability that I think only elite shooters do, of when he's in the corner or in transition and he catches the ball. Yeah. And he catches it high. He doesn't bring it down to go back up. He just goes right up with the shot. Yeah. Which is why he doesn't get blocked in transition. And he's got a really high release. And I think that lends itself to him. And that's why he's, he seems to make so many of those corner threes. He got a nice pop, too, when he came onto the court. Um, And when he makes those shots, it's like... Yeah, it's like, fun. It's fun, dude. Um, him and Thibel, I think, are the two of the most fun players they have. That the fans just absolutely adore. Most likable, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Curry's likable too. Um, I think in one of the commercial breaks, they had a segment. They had a fan say, "Hey, if you can guess which Sixer, it's like a Sixer versus versus Sixer kind of segment. Yeah, guess uh, which Sixer can guess the most uh, holiday desserts. It was between yeah. Toby and Curry, and she went with Curry, and Curry got it. But Harris looked funny as hell. He just like had 15 seconds. I think maybe like nine of those seconds." He just stared into space because he couldn't think of anything. Yeah. For somebody that always carries a book into the stadium with him, he seems dumber than like a sack of bricks. <laughs> Dude. Um, he could, uh, yeah. Apple it's really not pie. that hard. It's like he was we speaking went, for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The game we went to against the Nets, it was uh, it was named Halloween costumes, I think. Oh, and it was Maxie and I think Isaiah Joe. Uh-huh. And it's like, this is the easiest thing in the world. Construction work. Just name any occupation. Like name Basketball any job. Player. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like struggling. There's always like, they name like four and then it's like dead sp- dead air for like four seconds. And that's what does does them in. I think that's what happens when you're like fully into your career and you ball is life. You know, nothing yeah. else matters. You forget people have normal jobs. When like where you're making do you millions of dollars set? too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you think Danny Green knows what like a tax attorney is? <laughs> he was... like, what a, 
Yeah. Don't get me. He shy. made two threes in the first couple of minutes, and he didn't make another shot the rest of the game. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> I told you I don't mess with Danny Green both on and off the betting lines. I don't mess with him at all. Like I appreciate what he does on defense, the little he does. Mm-hmm. But catch and shoot is your thing, buddy. But nice he little took, backhanded slap. Oh, <laughs> uh, that I wanted it to land too. <laughs> um, he shot those threes. I'm like, all right, that's cool, that's cute. But you know, damn well, I had a single game parlay. He was nowhere near it. I didn't want him to risk it in person. Yeah, I got screwed too. I got screwed because Drummond didn't make ten points. By I needed sixteen quarter, rebounds from him. By the fourth quarter, he had two points. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He yeah, yeah, two like, points and right eight now. rebounds. Um, yeah, he was brutal. I had I had him on the uh, the over on the rebounds though. Yeah, fifteen and a half. I had a I had fifteen and a half. I think he finished with like fourteen. He's he gave up a lot of shots though. Yeah, like, in the he's not air. like fleet of foot, but he can protect the paint a little paint a little bit. Yeah. So he, he's you just live with what he is because he's not perfect. But I think OG, we're so spoiled. Yeah. yeah. With with uh, Embiid for sure. Yeah, watching Embiid, he does literally everything well. The only thing he doesn't do well is take care of the ball. But like, he's a good passer. Good. Like he can protect the rim, he can guard anybody pretty much. Well, any backup that he has is going to look like crap compared to him. But he's way better than Dwight. Um, oh, a million Drummond. times, and way way better than what um Horford was here too. Oh Jesus! Um, but this also shows you, and, we, and I talked to it with my friends that I went with. This shows you, especially Maxi turning off the turning over the ball or can't overzealous, as you said. Mm-hmm. That's why you. This is where you misredacted because mm-hmm. he's pretty good on defense. And yeah. it would have helped. I'm pretty sure if we had Thibel and or Embiid, especially Embiid, that game would have been winnable and probably would have ran away with it, especially with that momentum in the fourth quarter. Because if we were, it was down ten, I think, and then we made yeah. a run, a couple of shots, and it was just momentum. You can feel it. The block from Drummond was awesome. Yeah, um, got it overturned. Uh, the place was rocking. The center was rocking. But then here comes Van Vliet, corner three, just basically mm. sealed the deal. And it was ice in his veins. Yeah. Ice, the biggest he's, of balls, if you saw his uh, celebration. Yeah, that was kind of lousy. Anybody that celebrates beating a team with half the team missing because of COVID is uh, kind of a loser, in my opinion. But that I told you the other day, the Raptors are kind of weird because they don't really play with the traditional center. I think Precious Achua, God bless you, is um, the only one that. Um, <laughs> Thank that you. is like a true center on that team. But I, I believe Siakam started at the five, didn't he? I didn't see Siakam at all last night. Oh, really? Uh-uh. I saw Boucher. He, he's been there starting a uh, five-man most of the season. I mean, I'm trying to remember. It was definitely OG, Barnes, Achua. Scotty Barnes is a good player, by the way. Very good player. He was, he was all over the place, defensively and offensively. He was pretty good. Oh, you're right. Um, Siakam didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play. Uh, um, he, he's been their starting center. They've been encouraging their centers when they get rebounds to push the ball versus finding a guard and push the ball. Oh, kind of like the thing Redacted does and what Westbrook does. So they they are really killer in transition. They could not miss either from the free throw line. They were yeah. pretty consistent with that. Yeah, They're going to sneak into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Seeing them not live, yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, they're a good team. They're, they're it, It's... It's something that people say all the time about sports teams that I don't know how often is actually true, but they are very well coached. Um, but overall, I had a great time at the center. Um, you didn't need a mask to go in, but they provided mm-hmm. you one anyway. But I had one anyway because nowadays I just always carry a mask just for those kind of situations. Yeah. Um, 
You never know. Crab fries were on point with the cheese. Not <laughs> no. Probably like you know. It's forty three dollars. As yeah, right. As a Philadelphia native, you'd probably be like sick and tired of it. Like, oh, you did that. Could have got something. Oh no, I love crab fries. Um, I the only time I have crab fries is at a game. We we didn't get them this year. We usually get them at Phillies games. Yeah, I got them at Phillies game when I went. Oh, right, Philly, that Phillies games are like such a vibe. Oh, yeah, and it and they provided them like a a bigger plate. Yeah. So this one, like, I had the cup and and the seats are like so yeah, you just have a together. Big bucket, yeah. So it's kind of like weird. You, you like they give you like the cheese, but it like clips onto the bucket. Oh, which is like yes. very dangerous. Dangerous, but also I get what they're doing. I see it. I see yeah, it. for sure. Um, yeah, they want you to eat them quicker, so you have to go buy more. Yeah, right. I was done by the first quarter. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Um, overall, though, I had a great time. Granted, the loss, but you we talked about it the last episode. It's going to be a fun game. Like the Raptors are yeah. like close, and it ended up being a great game. I had a great time in the loss, yeah. too. So, I mean, I got the bug. I want to go to more. It was fun. <laughs> and I can only imagine how it. It would be when Embiid plays, whether we win or lose. Like, cause it's he, so loud. Cause when, my, cause my boy says he goes, he panders to the crowd a lot too, and he but he does flop. So you gotta get it like, yeah. don't injure yourself or don't be hurt. Actually, but the biggest difference though. I noticed with him mm-hmm. is, and I have a couple because I, I like to take the videos every once in a while when they're doing the intros. Um, you know, it's like oh, th- this player from this college, blah blah blah. When they get to Embiid, it's just like it's you hear like rumbling. When he mm. when you know it's him next, and then as soon as you hear his name, it just gets so loud. And he he's like the most popular athlete we've had in the city in a long time. I get what that I get what you mean because when they did the, those uh, opening announcements, mm-hmm. Maxi was first, and there was already a rumbling, and I'm like, and Maxi got a big pop. Yeah, and Maxi got the must biggest. Have the biggest who, it was who Maxie, was last? Oh, Tobias Harris, and he got mm-hmm. a nice ovation too. But I personally think it was one, two, Maxi and Harris because Maxi got the biggest, in my opinion. And then slightly below it was uh, Tobias Harris. But Curry got a nice yeah. pop, too, for coming, too. Curry, I think, got the second loudest one when we went. Korkmaz gets a nice one. It, it, it's it's a combination of polite claps from the people that don't know who he is. And then, you know, people like us that, like, adore him. Yeah. So. He didn't start, but when he came off the bench, yeah. nice pop. Nice pop. Did Paul Reed start last night? No, Drummond. Drummond, okay. Paul Reed, I bet he gets a big one because people love him. Well, when he came out, he got he got uh, I love as well. Be well, Paul. It's such a perfect nickname. Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, yeah, it was a great time. Um, I did. S- I'm gonna send you a video on Instagram because live, this was insane. I think it was this was towards the end of the game when they were building that momentum. Curry put this man on skates. Oh, uh, was it the give and go with Drummond? Yeah, he put him yeah. on skates. Boom, boom, boom. Give it Drummond. That. It was class. It yeah, was that was French perfect. Kiss. Dude, I literally did one of these uh, celebrations where you kind of like, when you have two friends, you peel back like if I was on the bench. I was yeah. Like, ah, I can't believe it. Oh, it was insane. It was a vibe last night. Yeah. I want to go to more. <laughs> yeah, you get the itch. Um, but it was fun, though. I had a great time. And got a, a terrible towel from the Sixers. <laughs> I was like, look at that, my first game. Military appreciation. Oh, Stars and Strikes. Presented by Toyota. That's cool. Like my that. uh my Jets flag is in here somewhere. From, Actually, for, the remainder, uh, the for this game. segment, I should just have this over my shoulder. Sixers, baby. But yeah, um, good time. So they they have two more this week until the next time we'll talk to each other. Uh, Saturday they play at Indiana. In Indiana Dude, team they, they always return. struggle with. They don't return, but they don't return until the twenty seventh. Ooh, that was like a oh, big the, so they're away for a while. 
I think it's Minnesota they they host. And I was like, they played redacted. Yeah, they they've played a lot of games at home though. Uh, Saturday they play the Pacers away. That that's gonna be tough. And then Tuesday LA, they play at Utah. Yeah, I think they had to Golden State before they come back here on the. 20th. Yeah, I would think so because if they're gonna be in Utah, they might as well knock out all the Western Conference cities. It doesn't make sense for them to fly out there twice. Um, but in, in Indiana tomorrow, Utah Tuesday. Would you be content with the split? Between those two? Yeah. Yeah. I think it all hinders on Embiid, whether or not it he does. comes back. Indiana's a tough team. They're really tough. So I can see... Okay. Uh, Benny agrees. I, I don't know if Duke over there got suspended with his, uh, whatever you call that, that, that tussle that he had with Gobert yesterday. I don't know if they even get suspended for that. I don't know if did you see that. Uh, who was that? Was that uh, is that Miles Turner? Yes, Miles Turner. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I would imagine they're going to get at least fined. But I, I think Drummond can handle him, no problem. It's guarding Sabonis that'll be a pain because I don't know if Tobias Harris can do that. And God willing, these guys are stay out of COVID protocol. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, someone else just got it yesterday. Um, Nikola Vucevic from the Bulls is now out with COVID. It's just like slowly eating away at the league. I think it's coming back like slowly but surely. Yeah. But like 95% of the players are vaxxed. So it's like confusing. So I guess these guys are showing symptoms or they're being tested more frequently than we were supposed to be let on to. That or I don't know. The people they hang out with aren't vaxxed because. Yeah, that could be. Whatever the case may be. And the seasons are changing too. Flying, you know, from city to city, climate changes, all this stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, you can't even have the common cold is like terrifying now because everything everybody just assumes it's COVID. Changing seasons and changing weather all the time is probably not helping. Um, Dude, so, wh- what do you think? You think they eating anything yeah. spicy and you cough? It oh. makes your nose run. Like you got COVID? No, dude, yeah. I had like a bottle of Cholula. I'm good. <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> give me ginger. Um, so, what do you what do you think? Two and zero, one and one, or zero and two? Or uh, oh, oh, and two. You think they think they oh, tie both games? Overall, go one one. Yeah, one one. Like, yeah, I think they got Indiana. They can beat Indiana. They can handle it. Sabonis, yeah, it's gonna be trouble. But if that's who you live and die with, I'm okay yeah. with that. Because we have that Utah shooters. game's gonna be tough. In the Utah too. Yeah. So that's that the uh, that's the Jordan Niang uh, return game. So maybe he goes there and lights it up. I'll go win. I'm gonna go loss at Indiana, win at Utah. Hey, I'm happy. I think Maxi balls out. I think he's gonna um, ball out on both games. Yeah. I was uh, so confident. We'll do one too. more. I had him at 20 for yeah. the, the betting line. I'm like, I think he, he had 30, 30, 30 each of the last four. two games. Any 33 or 34 last night, 31 the other night. And my boys were like, "Who do you give it to for the club?" I'm like, "I would give it to the hot hand, Maxi." Give it to no Maxi, yeah, or, or run a play for Curry. Either but, or, but it was just bad. But it is what it yeah. is. Toby took the last shot, and clearly that just Of course failed. he did. At least it wasn't Danny Green. All right, so this is the last um, thing about the Sixers. This is actually sent in by a friend of the show, Fireman Joe. Hey, the Dalmatian. He said, it was unprompted mailbag. Um, so I spelled this wrong on the rundown. I put Hall of Farmer on there. It's supposed <laughs> to be Hall of Famer. Um, he asked, do you trust Doc Rivers to be the one to lead the Sixers to a championship? Everyone always said Brett Brown couldn't do it, but Doc did it with three and a half Hall of Famers in Boston, and they got bounced in the second round multiple times in L.A. and now Philly. 
So I actually went back and found his um, his year by year where he finished. Um, so they he won the title in 08 with Boston. Yes. In 09, they lost in the second round. In 2010, they lost in the finals. 2011, they lost in the second round. 2012, they lost in the conference finals to Miami. 2013, they lost in the first round. Then he gets fired, goes to the Clippers. Second round, second round, first round, first round. They missed the playoffs. First round, second round, and then last year, second round. So do you trust him as the coach moving forward to lead them to a title? Um, I agree with you, Benny. I agree with you. Oh, I don't like that one, Benny. Um, do I trust him? Based off of that, if you just blindly, if I, if I heard that, no. But I'm going to say yes because taking into consideration the team that he had, he had veterans in Boston, three and a half Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers. So you knew that at least the first round, he, he obviously got the chip, and then afterwards it's like, ah, well, he got the ring. Yeah, he had the original big three. Yeah, and then with Garnett, to, Allen, and Pierce. Yeah, and then Rondo comes along. And then Rondo comes along. Yeah. And then go to LA. You hear that the expectations. He did it with the original big yeah. three. Yeah. But so that was Blake just, Griffin. Yeah. That's talent, but that's not future Hall of Fame worthy talent. It's Lob City at that point. Yeah. You know. They and did have their flaws, players. but they had you know Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer. Chris DeAndre Paul's Jordan was great. But he Blake was a liability. Griffin. Yeah. When when it came down to the full court, he just hacked Jordan. Yeah. And then um, Redick was one of the best shooters of all time, but he couldn't play defense. So, And same thing with Jamal Crawford. He was a good six man, but he couldn't play defense. So they yeah. were limited in some regard, but that's how I still, look at it. you would expect something more out of those teams. Yeah, yeah. But I think also it was a chemistry thing. You yeah. had Austin Rivers there. That all issue went, you know, public. Um, yeah. With, I don't know. I didn't like it. Like, those teams, like the personnel on it, and the bench. Yeah. This is a younger team, hungry. The city's hungry. They're hungry. Um, and look, you have one superstar diva who's not really taking it in in redacted, and he's just being a drama. He wants to be the man, but you gotta, you know, step up your game if you want to be the man and win a chip. You know. Yeah. Um, and beads there. There's your one superstar. Maxi is not polished, but with each rep he's getting getting better and better you have the good curry tobias harris whatever that's worth that max contract decent player you got a good bench niang you got youth you got everything yeah. and if they can make one move in the by that deadline a couple moves like a veteran like a george hill but better pick up yeah and then you know do whatever you can to get redacted out of here to get a superstar i think they can win a chip with i that. think they can yeah i mean when it when you boil it down how many coaches do you truly trust in the NBA? Like you have Popovich, you have Spolstra, Kerr, uh, Monty Williams, I guess, and then Tibbs. You're kind of yeah, you're, Tibbs. Maybe you're kind of falling off a cliff at that point. Like, do you really? How much more do you nurse. trust Billy Donovan than yeah, Nurse? How much more do you trust Billy Donovan over you know Doc or like a Budenholzer or guys like that? I think coaches are a tad overrated, but they do make a difference. I think so long as Embiid plays at an MVP level, they can, but. And also, you, you need that. Like, if you put Brett Brown right now to coach this team, I don't think they would go anywhere. <laughs> I, I don't think they I, would be any worse, though. Wouldn't be any worse, but down when it's needed in the playoff, prime time, those moments, those decisions, or like using your timeouts in key situations, I would put, I would hope that Doc would have a better 
grip on that than Brett Brown. I would hope, did. but there were times when Brett was here that they had really good plays coming out of timeouts. They scored at the beginning and end of quarters, which mm-hmm. I thought mattered a lot. And the only problem is the, the last two minutes of the game, they really struggled to execute and they still do. So I, I think that's more personnel than coaching. I thought that it was time for, yeah, it was time for Brett to go. Don't get me wrong. He had been given chances. And I think he deserved a chance to kind of see out what was going to happen. The process. But at, at the time, I think it made sense. And uh, Doc's fine, but it, 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 the players matter more than the coach. It's a player's league. Yeah, the Lakers yeah, didn't did. win a title two years ago because they hired Frank Vogel. They won a championship because they got Anthony Davis. Yeah. And the and Bucks the didn't win last year because of um, Budenholzer. They won because Giannis went ballistic in the playoffs. And uh, his teammates were streaky at best. Yeah. And Middleton and Holiday stepped up at the very, very end of that playoff run. Middleton. And they were so good. He was hot and cold. Just frustrating to bet yeah. on. But, uh, yeah, to answer the question, yeah, I think I trust Doc to lead this team. But I wouldn't be surprised if, <laughs> if the trend continues. I'm fine with Doc. Um, moving on. Oh, God, did you watch any of this? Thursday night football. I watched the fourth quarter, maybe Ugh. midway of the fourth quarter. Good Lord. So the Dolphins beat the Ravens 22 to 10 last night. Let me just read some of the numbers. Lamar Jackson, 26 of 43, 238, touchdown interception and four sacks. They didn't really run the ball effectively. Rashad Bateman led the team in receiving yards with 80. Dolphins, so Jacoby Brissett starts. Tua somehow active but not starting, comes in in relief, throws for two more yards than Brissett, rushes for a touchdown. They somehow win. They get a defensive touchdown. It was all field goals in the first half. And uh, I, ugh, I guess we should have seen this coming. We did preview but, it. Yeah, do you think the Ravens are pretenders? Do you think the Ravens had a bad game? Or do you think it's a, um, a byproduct of them going to overtime Sunday and then having a short week? Well, the Dolphins also had a short week. Yeah, Dolphins didn't play in overtime on Sunday, though. I mean, the Ravens, it's about time the Ravens finally lost one of these close games because it feels like they've been bailed out numerous times. Yeah, right. Um, I think they're they're pretenders. I don't I can't see them going far with Jackson. Like, this is what you're gonna get. Jackson's gonna throw here and there, he's gonna have those moments, but then he's gonna have games like this where he is not good in the pocket and he's gonna rush but not go anywhere. Yeah. Like I think Miami's better than the record shows too. They play like they're, harder. They're way more talented than a two and whatever, two and seven team or whatever. I was surprised when I saw two of them. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I didn't think anything of it until they sh- later on talked about, oh, Brissett's right there. He's walking. He said he can go, but out of precaution, they took him out. They put two of them. Like, oh, so yeah, two was healthy. Why didn't so you two was healthy but didn't start, and then Brissett was good enough to go back in but didn't go back in. He so said I, two no uh Brissett said he wanted to go back in. He said yeah. he's good to go, but they made a decision. Yeah, Brian Flores didn't let him. Yeah. So it's like why not? I, yeah, so I don't know what's going on down in Miami. That defense is um, good though. No, they're very good. They've Xavier Howard's one of the best corners in the league. Yeah. Their defensive front's pretty good. They got pressure all night. The the Ravens really didn't run the ball well. Um I don't know. That felt like a weird one last night. I, I didn't see all of it because I was at work for mo- for like the first half for the most part. Yeah, I think it was like was it six three at halftime or nine three at halftime nine, or something like that. Six, I think. Something weird, and Nothing, then yeah. they scored the first touchdown of the game was a defensive touchdown. They scored twenty three points in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> weird game. Um, um, are you mad that Miami, you, you didn't put money down on the no touchdowns? 
<laughs> or the defensive touchdown at least. A little bit. It's like plus three forty five if I've wanted. Yeah, it was plus six fifty for Miami. I think it was plus oh, three eighty for Baltimore. Um, but a little bit. Easy money. It would have been. That and Andrew's um, touchdown. Oh. You yeah. golden. Whatever. Do you um, think they're pretenders? Baltimore? I don't think they're really a Super Bowl contender. Like I think they're a good team. A playoff team. I think I think they'll go to the playoffs. I think they'll probably win around, but I don't think that I can I can't picture them in the Super Bowl. Part of that is Buffalo and Kansas City. I, I still think Kansas City's got something there. Buffalo is way better than everybody. Kansas City's gonna eventually figure it out. We keep saying that oh, every week, man. Yeah. I don't and then know. they went 13-6 against the Giants. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think – how far do you think they will go in the playoffs? Because their defense is legit, and they know how to win games on the ground, which is what you need to do when it's cold out. Baltimore. And they're going to probably – they're probably going to host a game or two in the playoffs. So, uh, I think they'll get to the conference, if anything. But – it's one of those teams that they just get up yeah. from the playoffs and they just have these moments in the regular season where they could win these games. But I think they're a good team. I just don't think they're a great team. I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. I think I still, I would have to look at the standings. I, I think I predicted the Browns win that division. I'm not sure how it looks right now, but I would imagine it's close. That whole division is nice. I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh for what, what it's worth. They, Pittsburgh is a, yeah. Pittsburgh's a half game out, and then the Browns and Bengals are both one full game out of first. Baltimore six and three. Pittsburgh's five and three. Cleveland and Cincinnati are both five and four. So every team in that division is good. They're going to eat each other alive. When they yeah, play the division, and so. they, I'm sure they all have numerous games against their division remaining. So that'll be a fun race down the stretch. That'll probably be more fun than Titans and Colts for sure. Based, whoever wins that div- that division, it's all it's based off of winning their division games. Yeah, they're going to need to win 10, 11 games too. Yeah, to even get in the wild card because yeah. AFC is stacked. AFC is very good. Yeah, but uh, um, I was I was surprised because we both picked Baltimore as we segue into our Week Ten picks. Unless you have anything. Yeah, so add. we're zero one so far as usual. Um, <laughs> so these lines and everything are as of Thursday, which would be a couple of days before the game. Some of this will fluctuate as we get closer to Sunday. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven early games. Four late games and then two primetime games. Should be a good week. Some of these matchups are fun. Um, this one feels like it's always high scoring. Um, the first game of the week, Atlanta is going to Dallas. Cowboys are favored by nine and a half. The over-under is 54 and a half, which feels appropriate because these games are always high scoring in Dallas. Um, who do you like in this one? Uh, after what I saw last week with Dallas coming out, out of a bye against Minnesota. And Atlanta looking all right. I'm going to go with Dallas. They'll be at home. I feel like they can ride the ship again. That was just, I don't know what happened offensively and defensively for Dallas last week, but yeah. I have Dallas. Yeah, and this is a bounce back game for them. I want to I wanna smash the over on that. I do too, but that's awfully high. Fair that's probably the highest of the week. Yeah, that's the, the highest all week. The highest, yeah. And by three at least. Uh, yeah, at least two and a half because the Chargers game and then this the uh, the Vegas game are both fifty two. Oddly enough, we'll we'll touch on it later with Tampa Bay game on their over under. But I've yeah, I'm not touching on this one. 
Uh, um, yeah. Nine and a half for Dallas. I wouldn't uh, say nine and a half. I'd probably go a little less. Yeah, I would probably buy that down. Um, I go Dallas. So New Orleans at Tennessee. Who you two got teams that are. I'm sorry, I have Dallas as well. Dallas, gotcha. I'll write them um, down as well. Are you writing them down? Okay, cool. Um, New Orleans goes to Tennessee. The last time these teams played was, I believe, three years ago. Uh, New Orleans beat them in Tennessee, but the Titans were kind of resting most of their starters because it was late in the season and the game didn't matter. Um, right now it's Tennessee minus three over under 44 and a half. Mm. This is a tough one. Tannenhill up and down. Trevor Simeon, right, starting? Yep. Or Taysom, Taysom Hill, I believe, is healthy, though. Well, as of right now, if Simeon is starting and Simeon versus Tannenhill... I'll go with Tennessee. They're at home. They play hard anyway. But New Orleans is pretty good on the road as well. Ah. Tennessee. I'll go with Tennessee. Me too. Cool. I, I just, I, like I said before, I don't think it matters. I mean, I don't want to say he doesn't matter, but losing a running back is a little bit easier to replace than losing like a receiver or a tight end or a quarterback. So Adrian Peterson, Deontay Foreman did a good enough job last week. Jeremy McNichols did a decent job. I think they'll they'll write the ship. They'll be fine. Um, I like a Tannehill rushing touchdown, by the way. I can see that. Maybe multiple, but I can see one for sure. Boop, 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 boop. Um, next game, we have Jacksonville heading to Rob's favorite stadium of all time, Lucas Oil <laughs> Stadium, the Indianapolis Colts. Benny does like it too. Uh, Indy comes in minus 10.5 on Jacksonville. Yeah, that's I don't know gross. what people are doing because didn't Jacksonville just beat Buffalo? Hello? And the over-under is 48. Who do you got on that one, sir? I'm going to go Colts. I don't think the Jags will win. That number is weird. Um, I think it'll be close because Jacksonville showing us something, but I like the Colts. See, this one I'm conflicted on, believe it or not. Um, Jacksonville played hard, I believe, on the road. No, no, at home against yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo. And Josh Allen looked Garbage. I don't know what happened in that game. Like, it, it, they just stymied him the whole time. That defense is stingy. So now I'm yeah. thinking with turnover Poppy over here at the helm. A fumble here, a pick here, flustered in the pocket. Just says, fuck it, Pittman's there somewhere. I can see Jacksonville making it a dogfight and winning it. But nonetheless, I'll go with a safe pick and pick Indy. But I would not be surprised if Jacksonville upsets Indy. Jacksonville beat Indy in week one last year, and that was their only win all season. Yeah. And then Indy beat him week 17 to clinch playoff spot. Um, this, I think, is going to be the game of the week right here. Um, maybe. Um, Cleveland at New England. Right now it's Pats minus two, over under 45. That line looks like it. Uh, yeah, the, I think this will be this one and the Chiefs game will be the two most entertaining. I think this will be entertaining for different reasons. So I think this will be a good like defensive battle. Uh, Baker Mayfield going, going up against one of the most stingy, dude. intelligent minds of all time, Bill Belichick, and his defense. You know they're going to be ready. But that's a good Browns team. Good Browns team. Nick Chubb is playing hard as he always does. No OBJ, and you saw how that offense just exploded on the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with 
Cleveland. As much as I want to pick New England at home, I'm going with Cleveland on this one. You know what it is? I, I'm trying to picture Cleveland winning, and I'm just having trouble. I, <laughs> I, I just can't see them kneeling the ball in New England and leaving with a victory. I'm going to go New England in this one. There you go. There's the hunch. Which kind of screws me because I don't have a dog yet. I need I need it wasn't at least one dog to win this week so I can pick a dog. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, well, I have a dog already though. Well, I, I don't have one. Like I I kind of like all, all the favorites. Mm. All right, next game, Buffalo at the New York Jets that play in New Jersey. Buffalo minus thirteen, over under forty eight, and I believe wasn't Buffalo the one that put fifty plus on the Jets. Uh, they else? probably did. Uh, well, the the Patriots scored fifty four on them. That's what it was. A division. Um, can Buffalo go back to back weeks losing to the two worst teams in the league? If anyone can do it, no one circles the wagon like the Bills. So yeah. They, uh, I, I think they cover that big. I mean, I think they put up fifty. That's a that's the get right game for Buffalo. Yeah, that's that's my <laughs> trademark. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So we both have Buffalo. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm Just... getting a hunch. Uh-oh. For the Jets? Yeah. Not for this next game. And then the one after that. I mean, let's hear it out. It's the winless Detroit Lions heading into Pittsburgh with Ben Raethlisberger. Did I get it right? I think I got it right. Yes. Pittsburgh, minus eight and a half, over under 42. Dan Campbell, mm. that hard team coming in to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a 50-50 shot every week, basically. Yeah. I think Detroit had a bye last week, so they're, they have that bad taste in their mouth when they got the crap kicked out of them by the, the bummy Eagles. I think this will be close. It's, a, it's an extra week of preparation. Coming strong yes. and saying, you know what? That first half was trash. Let's start a new season yeah. in the second half after a bye. And if anybody can defend three yard passes down the field from Roethlisberger, it's the it's the the worst team in the league. Uh, Pittsburgh had trouble with the Bears last week, and that's concerning. So the Bears are not much better than Detroit. Mm. I think Detroit covers that at least. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh, but I think Detroit keeps it close. Sir, I have Detroit. Do you really? Oh, yeah. throw me a curveball there. <laughs> I thought I you were crabbing on me, and then you go, oh, you know what? Actually, I agree. Nah, I'm going to raise Detroit. you one more, however. Next That's game. My hun- That's my hunch. Like, I'm serious. That I feel Detroit, extra week of preparation. I feel strongly about this next one, though. Tampa Bay at the football team. Tampa Bay minus nine and a half, over under 51 and a half. Washington is going to win this game. I feel that too. I have gonna win. In my notes, I have just like this one before Detroit or Pittsburgh. I have TB mm-hmm. or WFT, WTF. Because like, <laughs> like literally in the beginning of the season, no. oh, that's just guaranteed. But you lost to Trevor Simeon, and yeah. sometimes these Tampa Bay. Yeah, just that's come a good point. <laughs> they come I forgot out flat. About that. I'm I, I'm not ignoring my hunches anymore. And they're not at home. Washington Washington is going to win this game. Heineke almost beat them in the playoffs. Godwin is out, I'm pretty sure. I think Gronk is a game-time decision. 
football team has something to play for because Dallas lost last week. Giants lost last week. Eagles, I don't remember. They probably lost last week. Football team's got a chance to, you know, make a run at the division. And I think their defense showed us something in the playoffs last year against Tampa. Football team is going to win this game. I have Tampa Bay, but I have a deadly precedent precedent of doing this. Because I'll just do it. I'll share it right now. WFT is my dog. That's what was my surprising okay. one. Oh, that's so, our first one of the year. So that's where... my deadly precedent of that's, I'm going to win regardless. <laughs> I'm going to win regardless. But you're also going to lose regardless. Yeah, true. Or watch it be a draw and I lose completely. Yeah, it'll be a tie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think, yeah, I feel strongly about that. Because out of all, and look, I had Detroit over Pittsburgh, right? That should be a dog in itself. But out of all of them, I feel strongly that WFT can pull this one out. Chase Young, okay. I, I got like, yeah, it's, it's they there. can get after the quarterback. They can get after that quarterback. It's there. We've been, yeah. all year long. We've been told that Washington's defense is great, great, great. It's they're great at this. They're great at this. They haven't shown us anything. I think this is a game to get up for. Ah, fuck. They're gonna have flashbacks to being in the playoffs last year. Remember that they have to win some games down the stretch to make the playoffs. I think that'll motivate them a little bit. <laughs> um, all right, the late windows. The first one. Hmm. Your Carolina Panthers, who signed Cam Newton back, yeah, at Arizona against Zach Ertz and the Arizona Cardinals. Ugh, just it's nasty to say out loud, but it's the facts. Yeah. Arizona minus ten to open, and it's over under forty four and a half. Now, are we led to believe Kyler Murray is going to be healthy given that line? Yeah, that or the way. Or the- the way Sam Darnold has performed and the unknown of PJ Walker. But is this recently? This line? I think it would change if you would think. I don't know if Cam is eligible to play. So PJ is going to start, but I think the plan is eventually for Cam to start. But is Cam, think, would Cam play? Uh, he might no? be dressed. I don't think he'll play. Mm. Keep in mind, it's a different system from the last time he was there. Because Rule took over what last year and Cam was let go before last season. So it's not like he's going to be plug and play. Yeah. But the offense can't be too different from what he's used to. Cam will, I would imagine, be either active or I don't know who their other quarterback is. They still have Will Greer. Sure. He, he's the only quarterback I remember on that team aside from PJ and uh, Darnold. Uh, but I don't expect Cam to touch the field this week. Okay. Uh, Matt Barkley is probably going to be the backup on Sunday. God. Although that's weird, they have Cam Newton listed as the starter on Yahoo. When you open their roster, it says QB one, and it's Cam Newton. Wait I don't think he's playing Sunday. I'm almost positive it's going to be PJ no matter what. Well, let me see real quick. I'm that does change to... things, however. It does. It does. I, I'm I'm pretty positive Cam's not going to be active on Sunday. Darnold is on the injured reserve. Uh, Coach Matt Rule today at 1.13 p.m. said uh, Cam Newton is not very likely to play in Sunday's game against the Cardinals. Um, week 11 versus Washington is more realistic. Um, he said he's not ready to rule out Cam Newton. However, he's not going to commit to him. I think PJ will probably play unless he gets hurt. So I'm not mad at I'm, it. I'm going to go Arizona, especially if Hopkins and Murray are back. 
I have Arizona as well. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. This next one is also weird. Chargers every week. Feel, I, am I just overrating the Chargers? We because I feel so like they should be year. winning these games. Dude. They should be winning these games by 7 to 10 points, and they barely beat the Eagles last week. But that line was like one, so. Yeah, it was one and a half. It was a pick them at, at game time. Like, it was literally a pick them. Both this teams were minus 110. This one's another one that I have, Minnesota or the Clippers. Yeah. So it's Minnesota at L.A., Chargers favored by three and a half, over under 52. Expected to be a high-scoring game. Is it, though? I don't know. I don't even know what to make of the Chargers anymore. I'm it, tempted to take Minnesota. Is this Dalvin Cook playing or not? I have no idea. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. But they did lose to New England at home. I have no information on Cook, according to the uh, the ESPN fantasy app. I would what imagine he's going to play. Fuck. I'm going to go with it. I have Minnesota. I have Minnesota. Thielen Jefferson in L.A. So is Dalvin Cook the abuser or the abused? Because I keep getting conflicting reports. Here, here's, here's the thing. It came out that he was the abuser, right? He mm-hmm. comes out and says, fake news, no. The truth will come out because I was actually the one abused. She was the abuser. I'm so confused. So he's saying he was abused. She's saying she was abused. That's what's going on. Well, controversy uh, breeds chaos. Chaos is going to lead me to pick the Chargers on Sunday. Got you down for the the L right there. The LAC. No, just the L because you're taking the loss on that one. Oh, you like Minnesota? Oh, yeah, I got Minnesota. Hmm. Oh, God. This one, I don't even know. Uh, can we skip right to uh, Seattle? Yeah, we might as well skip the... I, I don't even know. This is the hardest one because I don't know if either team is any good. Eagles at Broncos. Broncos minus three, 44 and a half. Like the most generic numbers on the planet. The home team laying three, the over-under in the mid-40s. Like, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Eagles because F it, why not? When you're winning... In our uh, head-to-head, if, when you're so far <laughs> ahead, like you can always throw like a oh, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going with Denver on this one. At home, Hi. mile high, defense is good. Um, we saw without Von Miller how they looked. Um, Patrick Sertain, if I think he's healthy still. Uh, it looks like it looks like the game where we'll see Minshew Mandy in the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be an ugly win. I think it'll be 27-14 Eagles. So generic. Lock it in, like deal or no deal. I think it's going to be low scoring. Yeah, that's my idea. Of, I understand it's not really low scoring, but that's like low scoring for the NFL. I'm going to go. I think it's going to be 15 to 12. It's going to be that nasty game. She's upset with you. <laughs> uh, 15 to 12. All right. Uh, next one. We have Seattle at Green Bay. We have no clue who's playing quarterback for either team. Oh, Russell. It could be Geno Smith against Jordan Love. It could be Russell Wilson against Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm belie- I'm of the belief that Russell Wilson will be starting this game. I would assume Rodgers is, too, if the Packers are favored. Yeah, so it's three and a half over under 49. Let me do a little bit here. 49 or something. Not so bad. I'm going to go Green Bay. Oh, this is the dumbest thing in the world. 
Who's going on here? With Russell Wilson and likely Aaron Rodgers returning to action. Okay. Uh, oh, that's just dumb. I don't know what just I'd read anyway. Uh, he's close to 100%. Russell Wilson. This was 18 hours ago. So that doesn't look good. <laughs> if he's not, I don't think he's going to play, actually. I think they'll both play. All right. Let's do an asterisk, all right? We're basing this pick based off of them both starting. <laughs> I mean, even if neither starts, I'm going to, whatever, I go Green Bay. I'm going Seattle. Okay. Lock it. And then we waited all day for this one. Ugh. Waited all day for Sunday night. I don't know if Mike did, actually. Kansas City at Las Vegas. Now, these two teams played on Sunday night last year. Kansas City beat them in Vegas. But earlier in the season, Vegas beat Kansas City in Kansas City, then circled the stadium numerous times with their bus. Um, much different circumstances. Um, hopefully, Henry Ruggs was not operating the bus. Oh, my God. Um, I, I, I still think Kansas City eventually is going to figure this out. <laughs> you are a broken record player on this one. They are not going to get right. I'm going to call Kansas City to win this game. I have the Las Vegas Raiders winning this game. Okay. And Monday Night Football. Now this number may have changed now that Odell Beckham is there. Rams at 49ers on Monday. It was Rams minus four. Let me take another look and make sure that hasn't changed. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it, it's still minus four. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go well, Rams. Minus, it's three and a half on ESPN. Rams oh, it's three and a half. Three. Yeah, Rams are minus three. Well, even then, I'm still going Rams. 49 too is the over-under. Do you think Beckham will make an impact at all? Sorry for the dead air. I was just like thinking. I'm going to call him for no. like four catches and like 58 yards. No. Because I didn't even know Deshaun Jackson was even on the team before <laughs> he made a disgruntled that he wanted to leave. Yeah, he caught like two passes. Well, that's because – so do you think that Cooper Cup is still going to get 95% of the targets or do you think it'll be like closer to 92% of the targets now? There, Staff Efforts still just going to throw the one a cup every play. It's going to be closer to 90% because you're going to – he understands divas. You got to like – make them happy, especially in their first game. And it's here and there. And, you know, OBJ is going to ball out. I think he's a good slot. Good for the slot or the second. He's not the leading. Yeah, Cooper Cup is established as the number one. Yeah, Cooper Cup is still the number one target there. And it'll help Cooper Cup, too, because you got to respect OBJ. Yeah. Especially if, all right, you're going to double-team him, then we're going to go to OBJ. Once you cover OBJ, then Cooper Cup's wide open again. So, it's a double-edged sword. So, But I'm going with the Rams as well. Okay. But uh, I think it's going to be closer to 92%, just like you said, though, right. of, for a cup. So that leads us to our next little prediction segment, lock, dog, and lay. Um, what is your lock of the week? My lock of the week is the Buffalo Bills over the Jets, plus covering minus 13. Oh. <laughs> uh... So minus is a two for one. Now I have a Buffalo minus thirteen. Okay. My lock. My lock. Mm -mm -mm. 
I go Patriots minus two. All right. New England minus two. Okay. Okay. Dogs, we've kind of already made made them known. However, you have a couple. I have a couple also. Just uh, who's going to be your biggest dog of the day? My biggest dog of the day will be the WFT over Tampa Bay. Um, the defending reigning Super Bowl champs. That's how I'm uh, you know, paint that. I guess I can't really take the same one. Okay. That I believe them more than I believe. The, I think they they are more likely to win that game. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe the Eagles. Yeah, we'll go with it. Both two, both are. W- yeah, let's go Washington. Okay. And I'm gonna lay the points. Seattle plus three and a half. I think they win this game. Fairly handily. Who do you have for your lays? We go Tennessee minus three. Tennessee minus three. All right. So we have, let me see, Cleveland and New England split, Detroit-Pittsburgh split, Tampa Bay-WFT split, Minnesota and the Chargers, Broncos, Eagles, Seattle, Green Bay, Raiders, and Chiefs split. One of us is bound to do well. About time. And I have Buffalo minus 13. You have New England minus two as the lock. Dog, we both have WFT over Tampa Bay. And the lay is plus three and a half Seattle for me and Tennessee minus three. Okay. Sounds good. All right. The get right week for both of us. Especially me, an abomination. Somebody's got to get right. All right. If it's not going to be the Chiefs. <laughs> we've, we've reached our final segment. Yes. We have expanded it for one week and one week only until we do it again in the future. Until next week. This is, this, this is double your top five. This is top 10 this week. Top 10 sports movies. Top five is too difficult to fit. Top 10 makes a little bit more sense. Um, do you do you have any? Do you want to save the honorable mentions for after the top ten? To be honest, I don't have one single honorable mention. All right, I have five. Well, I'll save them for uh, after. Um, should we start at ten? I mean, if you want, you can do them right now. The honorable mention. Okay, so I have five honorable mentions. Okay. Um, Semi Pro, Friday Night Lights, Miracle, Space Jam, and The Mighty Ducks. I've seen two of those five. <laughs> I, I've seen it. Well, I've obviously seen all five. I, the um, nothing. None of them are very special. I think Friday Night Lights is the best of the five. Miracle. It's more about the story than the actual movie. Oh, okay. Because no Miracle, that it's about the 1980 uh, Team USA ice. beating like the Russians. Yeah, it's the Miracle on Ice. Okay. Um, you want to go first on the ten? Or sure. Want... Yeah. Okay. Number ten. I'm going to go with the. Newer of the two, Bad News Bears, the one with Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> um, I just enjoyed that movie a lot, and he fit the character very well. Okay. Not bad. I don't think I've seen that. It's a good movie. I mean, it, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but it's it's entertaining. Gotcha. Um, I have Coach Carter. Oh, I forgot about Coach Carter. I think I was in high school at the time when I saw this came out. It was pretty good. Samuel L. Jackson was great. Yeah. Um, Channing Tatum, I want to say. And I I hope I might be getting this wrong. I might have to search it up. I think Ashanti was in it. I think she was like the girlfriend of one of the, the players. 
I think she was pregnant, oh, yeah. pregnant or something. Ashanti, though, dime. She <laughs> doesn't age at all. At all. But I have Coach Carter, number 10. Okay. Uh, this one was tough. Nine and eight for me. Um, number nine, I'm going to go with Hardball with, I believe, Keanu Reeves, okay. where he gets into some trouble and he has to go coach a uh, like a young baseball team in like the inner city. Uh, G baby gets shot, like you know the whole thing. That the the one kid can't pitch without listening to uh, Big Papa. It's it's uh, an interesting movie. It's like an early two thousands like kind of drama ish type of deal. Okay, but uh, I enjoyed it as a kid, so it holds up in my mind. Never seen that either. Hmm. Uh, number nine for me. You already mentioned it in your honorable mention, Mighty Ducks. Hey, which one? The first one. Yeah, first. Yeah, one. the second one sucked. The third one sucked. Usually the first one's always the best one. Yeah. It's very rarely a bad movie gets a, a series out of it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, Mighty Ducks number one. For sure. Um, number eight for me is going to be Major League, but the first one. Never seen that one either. Charlie Sheen. You've never <laughs> seen Major League. Hey, man, there's a lot of movies I have It's seen. a silly <laughs> movie. Charlie Sheen is great. Okay. I enjoy it. Baseball. Uh, my number eight is uh, an MMA movie, I believe. It's called Warrior. And it was pretty good. It's like whatever, but unrealistic. It's I don't know the two. I think it's Tom Hardy plays one of them, Bane, uh, Venom. He plays one of the fighters. It's two brothers. They basically go their separate paths. One does, I guess, good with career and stuff. The other one is more didn't go that route. And they meet up in Atlantic City of all places to uh, in a tournament. It's like a two-day weekend event of MMA tournament of fighting multiple times a day to get to the to the championship or the winner of it for the money. It's all for the money. But uh, hmm. number eight's Warrior for me. All right, number seven for me is going to be Sandlot. Excuse I me. I feel like you're going to have that way higher. 1,000% <laughs> way higher. I, I thought it was a good movie. Excuse me. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as great as the other six. Your list is already trash. It, oh, your boy. list can only go down from here. <laughs> Um, no, not too. Yeah, Sandlot's a pretty good movie. Like it's a classic movie. Yeah, it's a classic. That's a good way to describe I mean, it. I mean, I would, I would assume your your puppy is named after Benny the Jet. <laughs> Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number seven is a movie called Rush. It's a Formula One racing. It was damn. I don't know. It's basically Thor, Chris Hemsworth, and some other guy. I don't know his name. And it takes out a place in Europe. It's pretty good. Like Formula One racing. It's a based off a true story, actually. Uh two guys that are just heated rivals rivals out in Formula Racing and uh they better each other. One's more like calculated cerebral, the other one's like brash and just like, fuck it, we're gonna I'm gonna step on the gas even harder to win. The other one's more calculated and cerebral. But mm-hmm. they balance each other out and they basically push each other to greatness. And uh one went off to have they both had great careers one basically wanted to prove himself that he can win so once he won the you know a race like the big cup he was like i can rest on my laurels and just sail off into the sunset the other one continuously loves the sport and wants to keep winning and winning and winning but also realized that it's a dangerous sport so he got out and you know did his own thing but uh yeah it's two polar opposites but it's a pretty good movie like it's very okay good. Uh, what are we at? Six? Yeah, number six. All right. My number six is Remember the Titans. 
movie I this have is, not seen. It's a movie about remembering Titans and like just Titans? having memory of them. Oh uh, yeah, Denzel's in this movie. It's it's so good. You you have to see it. I have not seen it. It's such a it's a good movie. Like I, I told you in pre-production, like I guarantee there can be a lot of movies that are like popular. I haven't. I haven't You're seen going to name at least one that I'm going to be mad that I don't have. I'm surprised I did. I mean, Coach yeah, Carter. Well, Coach Carter was close. So that would still be an HM for me. Uh, number six for me, Creed. Uh, never saw it. Oh, it's so good. Michael B. Jordan, class in that one. Speaking of Friday Night Lights, though, the TV show is pretty good, too. Michael I B. never Jordan. really got into it. I tried to watch it once, and I, it was, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. Oh, Michael B. Jordan gets into it, though. It's pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah, he becomes the quarterback. Oh. <laughs> the first black quarterback in Texas. So was, oh, is, that the, is that what it's about? It, it becomes that, yeah. Because it used okay. to be a white guy, then he gets injured. He got paralyzed, actually. Oh, jeez. Michael B. Jordan comes in rough, you know, like, you know, I guess he's from, like, the urban outside of the state. He comes into this small town in Texas where football is king. So, but it's a good movie. I mean, good, okay. good TV series. Drama, so, though. Funny that your six is Creed because my number five is Rocky. Oh, okay. The, the first one. First one, yes, of course. The the other ones were kind of the second one was fine. Third one, meh. Russia. Mother fourth Russia. one, fourth one was in Russia, right? I think. Fifth one is where he fights Tommy Gunn in the streets, and then the one where he <laughs> fought um Hulk Hogan. Was it De Niro a couple of years ago or something? Jesus, I don't remember. Rocky Balboa, that movie sucked too. Uh, uh, Rocky is going to be my fifth. Good. Uh, my fifth is the Karate Kid. Mm. Danielson. Danielson. Sweep the leg. I watched that a lot as a kid. Yeah, that was good. I actually I watched a lot of I think Karate Kid, three, the one with uh, Julie Pierce. The that was that was the one with the girl, right? Yeah, I've seen that a lot because it was a lot of reruns and it was different from yeah. the other two, obviously. I but, didn't uh, really see the second one ever. Karate Kid. But I think I, I'm really only familiar with the first. Dude, Cobra Kai comes out later. <gasps> Can't wait. I think later this year, if not January, Cobra Kai. It's based off of the Karate Kid. Literally. Them older. So I'm definitely interesting. Older. If you haven't seen Cobra Kai, that's a good watch. I'm telling you, it's a good watch. It's a good series. Okay. On Netflix. Um, but yeah, I'm Karate shuffling. Kind of shuffling my top four here a little bit. I've already shuffled my list a little bit compared to what I wrote down earlier. I'm mm-hmm. going to make an executive decision and move my number three down to number four. Okay. I have moved my number five up to number three. Number four oh. is going to be Dodgeball. Haven't seen that one either. Oh, come on. I'm telling you. I watch this almost anytime it's on. <laughs> Tell me what this is about. Besides it's, about um, <laughs> it's about Vince Vaughn. He runs a, uh, mm-hmm. a gym called uh, Average Joe's, I believe. Average Joe's Gym. And they find out that there's like a dodgeball tournament in Vegas for like a million dollars or something. And they put what? together a team, but like all of the people in the gym suck. So they hire Patches O'Hulahan, which is a guy in a wheelchair to teach them how to play dodgeball. And that's where the famous line, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball comes from. Because he throws a wrench and hits oh, um, yes. Justin Long in the nuts. Yes. It's a good movie. It's a good It's scene. a comedy. So it's not really like a sports drama movie, but it's a good movie. That's a good one. I've seen that clip though. It comes off it, um, time as a gift. Is it Ben Stiller's in that one? Oh, does he have like a crazy mustache? Or like a goatee? Yes. Okay, yeah. so I've seen the the cover art. He's like he definitely purple. Yeah, he he was um Globo Jim. Okay, he was the rival then, I guess. He was like the evil guy. He was the bad guy. Evil. 
Side note, does Along Came Polly count as a sports movie? I've never seen that, so I don't know. Unbelievable. It's You've uh, never seen Major League or Don Boy. <laughs> get mad at me for not seeing something about Polly. Good <laughs> enough, because uh, we talked earlier, like, apparently, uh, what you call it? <sighs> Drawing a blank here. Fast and Furious is a sports movie just because they had racing in the first one, but it's really not really racing. Racing. I mean, even it's all about it's about relationships and yeah. uh, dead guys and stuff. I only asked for Along Came Polly because Ben Stiller was also in that one with Jennifer Aniston, and Jennifer Aniston is Polly. Ben F, Ben F, Stiller is the love interest, but there was a scene, basketball scene, where Stiller and Phyllis Morhoffen, the late great Phyllis Morhoffen, were in a pickup game with two people on the court. And it became shirt versus skins. And uh, Ben Stiller covers this hairy guy who's skins. And Ben Stiller tried to go for the defense coverage. But the guy with the ball skin basically got up. And all you see is Ben Stiller in slow motion. His face grinding on this sweaty, hairy chest of this man. It was disgusting. But I said that because they play basketball. Does that count? No, right? Sure. <laughs> then I'm going to shuffle my top four then. There you go. Nah, I'm joking. But uh, where are we, number four? Yep. Number four for me is The Longest Yard. <laughs> Why'd you give me that look? Oh, that's awfully low. <laughs> Creed. Uh, it's a good It's a good movie. It's a good yeah, movie. I love it's it. It's a fun movie. Um, side note. Yeah. Um, this is Longest Yard adjacent. I'm currently trying to get a Henry Ruggs Mean Machine jersey oh my from China. But I can't find a seller that will make a custom jersey. They don't want to touch the they, rugs controversy. They only, yeah, they only have um, cheeseburger Eddie, Maggot, Battle, and uh, Paul Crew. Paul Crew. So I can't get a Henry Ruggs Mean Machine jersey, unfortunately. Damn. <laughs> I'm if it's between him and Watson, but Ruggs feel Ruggs is actually going to prison, whereas Watson might not. Which is crazy. Yeah. Who'd have think that? Yeah, Henry really. Ruggs I love the longest yard. That's good. I'm so confused. Movie. I have numbers next to all these movies, and I've changed the order. Like, uh, what are we on three? Yeah, and remember these top five. I would watch consistently anytime it's on. So I love all these. It's just how I rank them before they fail. Uh, number three for me is going to be, even though I, I'm a little bullish on this movie, uh-huh. it's not because of the movie itself. It's more about the story and how it was kind of misrepresented. Moneyball. Yes, we've talked about this in great yeah. lengths. Moneyball. One guy doesn't even exist, apparently. Yes. <laughs> the guy, um, Paul DePodesta, is not uh, really um, accurately represented. Who was it? Damn, I forgot his character's name. Seth from Superbad, I believe, right? Uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill doesn't even exist. Yeah, his name is like not actually the name of a character. Or but that. so the reason, so if you watch the movie, not knowing really how that early 2000s Oakland A's organization was run, yeah, you would, you would find it interesting. I still enjoy the movie. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not, I don't, I don't mean to be that. Per- I'm really not picky about it. I just want to point this out because I don't really watch movies expecting them to be like perfect as far as historical representation, and everything go, but they don't even mention Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder, Barry Zito um, on that team. They just talk about the hitters and like how Scott Hatterberg learned how to play first base. Breaking news. Yeah. Holy shit. What? Portland Trailblazers president Chris McGowan has informed the franchise that he's resigning. League sources tell Yahoo Sports. The very next clip is uh, our 
I guess, man in Philly. <laughs> this guy. What's his name? Sam. Uh, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey on the phone, and there's a picture of Dame Lillard in a Philadelphia 76ers jersey. Things are happening in Portland. So that is interesting. That was of two hours ago. Oh, wow. Um, also, a really Dame sort Lillard. of quick breaking news. Um, Eagles have released their injury report. Um, all of the following players are full participants today. J.J. Ortega, Whiteside, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Vontae Maddox, Rodney McLeod, Darius Slade, Vontae Smith, Josh Sweat, and Andre Dillard. None of them have injury uh, distinctions for Sunday. However, Dillard and Sweat are both questionable. So there's your injury report. Jesus. The entire team basically was on the injury, yeah. on the injury report. Well, damn, that took the, uh, I was like, a little stunned. I was like, wait, Dame's coming to Philly? Yeah, I wish. What? All right, what are we on, three? Yeah, three. So uh, you're number three. Yeah, I'm number three. Uh, Rocky, mm. number three. And I have it in parentheses as the series was pretty good, I guess. Generally, as series goes, yeah, it's up there, but Rocky won. Yeah, the first one was the best one. Yeah. Number two, well, I have a... Uh, You'll notice a weird theme about these first two. This is not designed, however, you'll see. Number two is longest yard. Way high. I'm joking. It's pretty good. So it, it feels low. It, it does feel low. <laughs> love I love that movie. If I had compared it to Rocky, Rocky just felt something. Rocky did something for me. Like seeing Rocky, I was like, oh, this is fucking yeah. great. There's so many people in longest yard. Oh, Burt yeah. Reynolds. You got Adam Sandler. You got Chris Rock. Goldberg. Nelly. 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 Michael Irvin, the great colleague, Terry Cruz. Yeah, the great colleague in that movie. Steve Austin's in the movie. Joey Kevin Nash is in the movie. Joey, Joey Coco Diaz. Diaz. <laughs> um, um, Nicholas Turturro. There's so many yeah. people in the movie. Rob Schneider makes a cameo. Dan Patrick makes a cameo. Chris Dan Berman Tr- makes a cameo. Um, the Chief. I was yeah. Um, um, his, nickname, his name in the. Well, I know his oh, name God. in the movie. Um, Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. So good. It's such a good movie. Oh, uh, this girl from Friends. She made a cameo in the beginning. Oh, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox was there. That's right. The love interest. Plus, the uh, the quarterback for the cons is a uh, is a known actor. I can't remember his name though. Uh, I can't remember his name. I seen him in Batman series. I think one of the Batman movies. Um, also Tracy Morgan, cheerleader. Yes, yeah, Tracy Morgan's in the movie. Like, it's a there good are so movie. many people. How does it have a thirty-one on Rotten Tomatoes? That's nasty. That's trash. Uh, let me read off some of the people in that movie in case I missed any. Uh, where's the cast? The director. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, yeah. The guy in the background. Uh, the guy who basically set uh, Chris oh. Rock's place on fire. Oh, Bob Sapp is in the movie. Bob Sapp. Um, uh, William Fishner, Fickner. He's Captain Canower. Bill Romanowski was in the movie. Brian Bosworth. What a movie. Cloris Leachman was in that movie. Jim Rome. Jim Rome. Yeah, there's a lot of people in that movie. Big boy. Huh. Somebody in that movie named Big Boy, but it's not the one I'm thinking of. Big boy as in uh, Outcast? No, a different one. He spells it with a Y. Oh, I don't know who that is. I have no idea who that is. Um, so we're at number two now? Yes, your number. number yeah, this is your number two. 
My number two is The Sandlot. That's where I have it. Wow. I have that awfully low compared to you. Yeah. I think it was almost close to an honorable mention for you than me. <laughs> um, yeah, I like The Sandlot. Benny the Jet. Yeah, yeah. And the whole kissing scene, the whole drowning, I was like, that's yeah. me because I can't swim. So if I ever <laughs> meet my future wife, that would have been it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what your number one is. So my number one, you want to guess my number one? Airbud. No. Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. No, stop it. All right, give me a second. Give me a second. Got to be baseball related, right? Oh, it's the... dogs go to heaven. Whatever that what? is, seven heaven. Whatever it is. I don't know what that baseball is. Baseball movie. It's heaven. Who's the? Oh, angels in the outfield. Angels in the outfield. No. Seven um, heaven. Jesus. Same lead actor as Longest Yard, maybe. Oh, we had the same number one. No fucking way. Oh, you have uncut gems in your number one. Yes. Oh. No, I don't. I don't. Oh. You have I, uncut gems. Uncut gems is my yeah. That's my number one. Damn, I forgot about that one. I love that movie. I don't even look at it as a sports movie. It's tough to. It's hard to. I I don't really know how to, like, consider because it was all about this bad guy who got into trouble with sports gambling, and it's all about that. So I I kind of consider it a sports movie. I yeah. Well, Kevin Garnett's a big part of it. (laughs) Yeah, and the whole Boston and the whole underlying story is about this guy losing money on gambling on sports. Lord knows that we do that. Well, I do anyway. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you can consider it a sports movie. I'll, I'll take that. Like, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's a good one. I watch if not, it all we'll the time. just if not, we'll just bump everything up one, and we'll add, uh, <laughs> we'll add Friday Night Lights to my number ten. Oh shit! <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with uh, Waterboy. That's my number one. I've, I've never seen that. Unbelievable. <laughs> is that the one with Cuba Gooding Jr.? No, that's Adam Sandler. He's the lead in it. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Like my, I've my, never my, seen my, that. My, 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 my mama said, my mama said, like, he's a stutter. It's great. Uh, I've yeah, never stutters. seen that. Like, he plays football. It's like almost, uh, is Forrest Gump a sports movie? <laughs> uh, it's basically how Forrest Gump is when he played. Have you watched Forrest Gump? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, you know Forrest Gump is, is like a legit football player, apparently. Like, he's like, apparently, yeah. Well, take that same energy with Waterboy as a stuttering fool on defense, but <laughs> he gets mad when you talk about his mama. But the coach, uh, Winkle, Henry Winkle, mm-hmm. I believe he plays the coach. He's like, picture him talking about your mama. So he's on the he's on the field, and he'll p- pick somebody. He's like, what's up, Waterboy? And then he'll like fantasize or imagine that he said some shit about his mom. And then once the play starts, he beelines for you and Nick takes you out cold and he's basically unstoppable on defense and it turns around that whole city and that whole team but it's a good movie it's a different underlying story but it's pretty good water boy interesting he was a water boy and then someone made fun about his mama in practice and he went and tackled the shit out of someone and basically took him out for the season coach was like what the hell was that you can actually hit boy you can play football but his mama doesn't want him to but he does it on the low so he says, oh, the kids were bullying me in school, even though he's like, I think high school, but he acts like a child. It's good. It's a good movie. Trust me. Trust me when I say it. I believe it. I've never seen it, though. Trust me. You'll like it. But I got to watch your entire top 10. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. For the most part. All right. So you don't have a W or an L, right? No, sir. I guess the W I is the have... sports event that i was at yeah yesterday. yeah i really don't have one either um two days i struggled to find one the other day and i'm struggling to find another one now so 
we're gonna shelve that one wait for wednesday to do another one um do you have anything interesting you want to watch this weekend or anything to look for i'll be working so i mean i'm off today and then i'm going right to work i'm not watching anything either i work open and close on saturday so i watch some football i guess well i do want to know one thing how's our boy iman chumper before we uh exit the so he is still alive i believe i would, I would hope so but how's he doing well I would, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he actually died and uh i think they're in the bottom six now i think they eliminated two couples last week so i think he's in the in the bottom six but he's doing pretty well he's um every week feels like it'll be his last week though but it seems like athletes win that show pretty often. I think Emmett Smith won it one year. And there was somebody else that's an athlete that won. Athletes do pretty well. Maybe. I, Vernon Davis did it last year. He, he did pretty well. Um, so apparently Adrian Peterson was offered a lot of money to do it. And he declined because he was still trying to get an NFL job. So good for him. Um, before we close it, I did see on Barstool Philly on Instagram, Howie Roseman was at the game, uh, Pittsburgh versus UNC game. He was scouting for quarterbacks. Looks uh, like probably Kenny, Sam Howell. Sam Howell or Kenny Pickett, the other quarterback. Ugh. There's a video. Uh, of it, it, scanning. Look, if he's gonna get, if he's gonna get any quarterback, it's got to be Matt Corral. I don't want to deal with Sam Howell. I don't want to deal with um, who's the other one? Malik Willis. I don't want Kenny Pickett. I don't want Rattler. Mm-hmm. It's Corral or nothing for me. Damn, high stakes for uh, just, Rob Van Grable. Or just keep, just keep hurts. And lastly, I freezing cold takes is a great follow on Instagram. Mm. Thank you for that. Apparently, Barstool Sports, what was it? Yesterday before the game, I don't know if you caught this. I may. I their, think I know what you're talking about. They had their the pro football show, their panel. I think it was Dave oh, yeah. Portnoy. No, no, it was Big Cat. It was Big Cat. If the Dolphins play with 12 guys the entire game, I'd still probably take the Ravens. Yeah, there's another one. <laughs> um, someone else said, uh, where is it? Tua comes in for relief tonight for Jacoby Brissett late in the fourth quarter. Miami is pinned at its own two-yard line. Tua leads a methodical drive, capping it off with a 35-yard touchdown to Jalen Waddle. Mike Kosicki catches the two-point conversion. Dolphins eight. Baltimore 48, and that was retweeted by uh, Freezing Cold Takes. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me see. Ah, uh, and here it is before I, I, I sign off. Uh, Panthers Wire. It's a screenshot. Uh, an article written by Anthony Rizzitti. Rizzitti? And it's a picture of Terry Bradshaw, and the title says, Terry Bradshaw, colon, Panthers hit the, on the best quarterback in franchise history with Sam Darnold. Oh. That has aged like fine wine. And um, one last one. I believe it was former Eagle Tory Smith said oh. the Panthers will go out and find any quarterback other than Cam Newton, and then the, <laughs> they got Cam Newton anyway. So, And then he actually tagged himself on uh, freezing cold takes, so good for him for being a good sport. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been fun, Rob. All right. Another Friday down in the books. While we're at it, What's up? let's do it live. Got to pick a first basket.
It's first basket Friday on FanDuel Sportsbook, $25 bet on the first basket. Win or lose, you get a dollar for every three-pointer scored in the game. Let's go with... Any game or it's a specific game? Any game you want. Okay. What do we got tonight? So, little birdie in my ear is telling me to take Dwight Powell of the Mavericks because he scored the first basket both times he's played this season against the Spurs. However, we're looking at the Knicks and Hornets. Let's go with... Hmm. See they're going up through the roof watching this. See they're going to be Terry Rozier plus seven fifty or Kemba Walker plus eight hundred. Dude, those keep you updated on the story. They're impossible. I had Tobias Harris last night. He didn't score the first one, but he scored the second one. Yeah. So, oh well. Um. Yeah, I can't even fathom on picking anybody. That's first basket. I hope yeah, it hits. I, I hope it hits. Yep. I'll let you know. Um. Is there any uh, TTP? Anything else for tonight's on the games? I actually don't that really Bulls know. I, I didn't even look. That I Bulls even Warriors look. game. I'm liking that. Spurs Mavericks is always good. Kings Thunder might be a sleeper. Pelicans Knicks Nets. I mean. Yeah, we got uh, Celtics and Bucks, Bucks on ESPN tonight. Yep. Knicks Hornets would be nice. Mellow. Timberwolves at Lakers tonight. Never know. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, ball out what he did with all the Warriors. The Warriors are ten and one. Yeah, they're they're killing it this year. And this was without Clay Thompson, who's coming back. Yep, and without Redacted, who will be there soon. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, dude, my uh, NBA season preview looking pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, me too. I have them in the finals. I had them at number two. Well, till next time. We'll talk to you Wednesday. If everything goes well, uh, any last words? Hey, man, I'm still borrowing a car, so I won't have any car troubles. So I'll be here. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Follow us, PA underscore turnpod on Instagram. Email us, PA turnpod at gmail.com. Till next week, trust the podcast. Trust the podcast.